Sam Morell and bring him in the studio. Sam Morell is going to be at Side Splitters. Yes. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. What did they do there last night that they were busy? Oh, I don't know. I wanted to talk to BT about our game night. Yeah. That's happening. Game night is happening. I'm excited. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving, the Mike Calder Show first ever game night is going to happen at Side Splitters that night. And we'll... Uh, We'll give you the details on that. There's Samarell. How you doing, buddy? Thank you for uh, waiting. Sorry, we're running a little bit behind oh, no today. No problem, man. Are we on air? Yeah, yeah. This oh, is cool. it. This is, and then people listen. It's how I it works. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have, uh, first of all, congratulations on the new uh, special. Thank everybody's you, talking. Man. Everybody's buzzing about Congrats it. Congrats on you, man. You've, uh, you've got a huge fan base. Still here. We're yeah. still here, surprisingly. Uh, I have to tell you something so funny, which I don't think we talked about before, is I, I was watching some of your old bits last night, and... I never want a comic to come in here and do material, but I just want to talk about this sure. for a second. Sam did this bit about how he got um, a lady got mad at the comedy cellar because you did a joke about the gator that ate the kid at Disney World. Hey, dude, you know it's hilarious. Like a seven minute bit, and it's, Comedy Central's like, "Yeah, we." I didn't realize how close this bit got to being cut from my special. Really, my producer was like, "We had to get lawyers involved." Uh, it was a thing. It was fun. It was great because it's not. It's not just a joke and an ending. It's a, it's a story yeah. that I assume is true. It's true. Yeah, this woman really was furious. I was doing... You know, the joke that got me in trouble with her was I said... It was right when the baby was eaten by the alligator in Disney. I said, I don't mean to come off like a gun nut, but I do think if that baby was armed, he'd still be with us. No, I got to tell you, yeah. that made me laugh. I yeah. laughed. But the, but the, the next, next part is when she said uh, she stood up like that's horrible blah 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 and i said do you even watch the funeral and she said no and i was like well if you did you would have seen the mother come out through tears and say see you later alligator <laughs> <laughs> she, like, she walked out but the part that killed me is that she walked out and her husband stayed uh-huh. so i was like to say you know it's a good joke yeah exactly right. and then i started thinking what would i first of all my wife's not sensitive but if my <laughs> wife walked out would I follow her out? It's tough. I, I don't know what I would do. Which you, side are you on? Hers or the side of comedy? You know? would, yeah, because exactly. you wouldn't be married to a wife that would walk out. That's, you know, that's true. the thing. But you may hit something that would that would like I don't know. Something. I've seen it before. I've seen comics who like try to piss off couples. I'm like, I'm not that. No. But I, but I, if I see one person get, it's usually the woman, and she usually gets. It, it's rare that that happens, right. but. God damn, yeah, I, I fell for him. Isn't, yeah. it cra- isn't it crazy how people always get offended for other people? On behalf. Yeah. yeah that's, you know. Well, you know, look, you're, you know what's funny is I did a show in Cleveland last weekend, and this woman comes up to me, and she's like, you didn't do the alligator joke. And I was like, oh, it was in a special. I'm trying not to do that. Yeah. And she goes, okay, well, we have a bone to pick with you. you d- we were offended by your Me Too material. I was like, you just were mad that I didn't do a dead baby joke? You've lost the right to tell me what material I can do. Yeah. What is the, I mean, I, uh, I think the best comedians are the ones that don't, you can't worry about the consequences. You gotta have fun. If it's funny. As long as you're not an, a jerk. Like, I, I don't think that was a malicious joke. That was just me trying to find something funny and something Silly. horrible, right? Well, yeah. so my theory, my thing that I got in trouble for was, and I wasn't even trying to be funny. I was being dead serious. You don't have any kids, right? <laughs> no. I've got two. And I used to say in the beginning, if you, you know, people would be like, oh, if you only save one kid, who would it be? And I was so tight with my son. My son's 12, my daughter's five. And I used to be like, I would save, I would step on my daughter to save my son. Like, I, I just knew me and my son were so tight. Yeah. Now, though, the, the girl grew on me, and I'm kind of, like, in the middle. But anyway, my whole thing was, when the when the family, when the kid died in, in Disney, they nobody has ever died in Disney World. If you die in Disney World, they ship you off-site, and they pronounce you dead off-site, because they, they don't want any deaths recorded wow. in Disney World. So I've been to this hotel a bunch of times where they, where they were, and... 
they had five kids, and this was the youngest of the five kids, and this never even went to court. They immediately settled. How much do you think that they got for that, that they settled without going to court? Disney. Because you can go, you can get any of those Orlando ambulance chaser lawyers and become (laughs) a, you can get $100 million. Like what Disney had to stroke them, a check that was at least... $50 $50 million. I, they definitely showed up at that funeral on an Escalade of some sort. <laughs> I know, they were like, they look Dri- good. Driven by a Mexican. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I just said, if I had five kids yeah. and I had to get rid of one for $50 million, <laughs> I still get to keep the four and I have $50 million, that's something we need to have a family meeting about. Like, I would <laughs> really think the about The youngest one. The I mean, youngest. Yeah. I mean, we haven't even grown attached to this one yet. It's <laughs> been there very long. We now, do have that, like, Tracy Morgan Walmart scenario right. where you're like, ooh, can I, like, what if I, you know, what if I was just the other guy in that thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're like, you know, I remember Artie Fuqua, who was in that crash, we were, we were like, oh, I hope he doesn't spend his money on something stupid. Right as we said that, he showed up in, like, a big red Hummer. Artie. What did Artie get, you think? A lot. Yeah. I don't know, but, I mean, stupid money. Now, do you think Tracy was uh, nearly as hurt as they had said he was? Because they kept him off the... I think they were badly hurt, yeah. yeah. Well, definitely. I'm sure they were hurt, but they kept Tracy like they were saying he'd never come back. He <laughs> the, you know what the best thing I heard in. about it was? I overheard this. I wasn't even in this conversation, but I overheard Chris Rock talking about Tracy Morgan. Someone was like, is his comedy going to be okay? And Chris Rock said, it's not like Tracy's comedy relies on precision. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best thing I heard. Yeah. Uh, so this is good. Sam Morell here. Sam's going to be at Side Splitters tonight, Friday and Saturday, three shows on Saturday, 6, 8, and 10.30. You're lucky you get that early. Oh, my God. The daylight show. The last time I was here, the Gator bit, there was a woman I was working out for the special. There was a woman who walks out crying. First off, you don't want to be doing a 6 p.m. comedy show. Right. No. But this crowd was great. And I was like, all right, you know what? They're, it's a good club, man. So yeah. this woman walks out. She takes a picture of herself crying and posts it on the Side Splitters page. And BT, who runs the club, you know, you think some clubs are going to be like, dude, what did he do? He was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> He's like, she did, well, is she crying because of the gator She thing? thought it was an offensive bit. And she uh, cried? She, she only cried, but she was like, this is proof that I'm crying. Which oh. I'm like, how much attention do people need now? Really? What is the, What time are we living in? That is so ridiculous. It's got to be difficult right now. Like, why are people that go into a comedy club and then get offended by stuff, stay out of the comedy and club. And you can't well, masturbate like, in front un- of <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's uh, you got to ask. It's, uh, it, it's such a weird time, man, but it's also like, you think about how many shows we do, it happens so rarely. Like, we... I don't know. And Size Splitters is a Bobby Jewell man. Mm-hmm. Back at Size Splitters, like he's a he's a old school comedy. There's like no one like him left. No. He's he's like if they make a movie and they had to <laughs> Overly cast a comedy right. club owner. Yeah. They cast Bobby Jewel. I was in Cleveland last week because I was saying, and, and the owner was like, "Where are you off to next?" I said, "Tampa." I said, "The Improv." I said, "Side Splitters." He goes, "Oh boy." <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's Bobby's rap. Uh, I, you know what? Uh, Side Splitters has been. There was a while where they were they were stuck in the late eighties, comedian wise. I was like, "Come on, I got." It. And then all of a sudden. In the last couple of years, things got they started bringing in great they book guys. well, man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a, a great, great club. Yeah. And Bobby, he's such a character, man. We were, we were drinking one night, and and by we I mean him. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's drinking scotch, and uh, this comic Raul Sanchez, who's funny as hell, is working with me, and. Bobby just keeps calling him a Native American, uh-huh. which is, you know, I'm like, his name's Raul. He's not Native American. <laughs> but this guy's got an amazing life. He served in Iraq. He's an interesting guy. And Bobby's like, what? He just looks at me and goes, what tribe are you in, Raul? And Raul says, Airborne Infantry. How about you? And Bobby just takes a sip of his scotch and he goes, well played. <laughs> uh, I was at the Comedy Cellar a couple of weeks ago. 
Oh, wow. I went to, I'm trying to think of who. So, you got to uh, message me when you're in town, man. I, I was there with my wife for like three days, and we were going to try and go do something fun, like a play or something, and we were like, or we could just go to the comedy cellar, <laughs> and we did that. And we went to go see, and, and it turned out, Norton's on the bill, and he doesn't even, he's under a different name. He's using one of the guys from the Kennedy assassination <laughs> name. He used to that. use the stepfather that molested Bobby Kelly. That was <laughs> oh, his alias. Oh, that that was, is which is insane <laughs> that they have that good a friendship. Uh, that right. to me is like, that's friendship that he can do that. So it's it's him, it's the Stefano. Oh, I love Chris, man. Yeah, it, I love all those guys. Um, uh, uh, the, the, the guy who was in here when we knocked the station off the air. Oh, uh, uh, Dove, David Off. Dove, David oh, Off. Nice, yeah. And, like, I really scored that night. That's a great show. Then there's the black dude hosting who's wearing a, a picture of himself on the shirt. Wilson Vince? I don't know. He had a black dude, old school, like, looking at about 50 years old with an afro, and then he has a caricature of himself that he wears on his shirt. Which is actually pretty funny. I don't know. I didn't know who he was either. And then there was a guy, the guy who went up first was this muscular, older white guy, like, with great hair, good looking, real chiseled. Not very funny. He, he's first know. up, and he's not very funny. I, I am, like, giving him pity laughs after a while because he's real, like, snarky, and he thinks he belongs there. And then <laughs> and then he said something that made me that had me in tears. He's telling these jokes, and they're just kind of slowly dying. And then this guy, this tall, skinny, Asian-ish black guy with an afro walks by, and he watches him walk by as he's telling his joke. And then on the way back... It came a uh, a fat black girl, and then back on the other way was a definitely a white gay guy. And he stops and he goes, "Are you guys shooting the cover for a college brochure?" Or something? <laughs> <laughs> and I just, he just, I, I was great, but I never, I didn't know who he was. But anyway, when you get a lineup like that, oh, it's great, man. It is it is the best. But you know that one guy or at least two are gonna suck. It, on a showcase, there's going to be people that that don't reach your standards sometimes. But that's the, you're talking about the people going to the bathroom at the comedy show. They have to walk past the crowd, which is so funny to and, me. And you got to walk past the crowd, and you're really only two people deep from the comedian, it's, so you have to see everything. It's people are terrified to go to the bathroom there. But then one time I saw two two guys come to the bathroom in a row with glasses, and then the third guy comes out in glasses, and David tells on stage, he goes, "What is that? A nerd portal?" <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good line. Uh, Seinfeld. Yelled at me for going to the bathroom. One wow. He, uh, we were here at the Tampa Theater, and we were talking like 3,000 people, and I'm sitting in the like third row, and I have to pee so bad, so bad. Like, I'm dying. I'm doing the dance and butt cheek the whole time, and I'm like sweating it out. So he's walking back and forth, and he went all the way to the stage, and I got up, and I tried to, and he turned around, and he goes, gotcha. And then he goes, that's what they do. They wait till I go over here. And then I was like, I don't even know what to say. I got That's how bad I had to pee. I couldn't even be part of Seinfeld's bit. I had to run out of there and go. <laughs> that's and go how pee. irritable Jerry Seinfeld is. Yeah. Like, you think he'd be okay by now. But right. it's like, yeah. he, the littlest thing, I mean, that's why he's funny, is he, everything annoys him. Oh, yeah. I saw, I've seen him a bunch of times, and uh, one time, as soon as he comes out, Lady walks up to the stage with a stuffed animal, and she's holding it up, and he's doing his opening. He's got to get the audience. I mean, obviously, he's Jerry Seinfeld, but he's doing his opening thing, and he's going and stuff, and finally, he just goes, what? <laughs> he goes over, and she goes, and he goes, okay, thank you, and throws it off stage. He goes, will you sit down, and then started going. But it's like, do you have no concept yeah. of how this works? It's he, unbelievable. He definitely, I mean, he's self-aware, too, which is great. I saw him at Gotham one night, and he just, he said, life is horrible. And it kind of a laugh, he goes, well, yours more than mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's, at least he's aware. 
How, now, what is uh, what does Amy Schumer have to do with your special? She, I mean, I mean, come on. When they it's say so producer, does she pay for it? It's presents, no, no, right? no. It's, it's got her name on it, so they they. She got me extra money. She right, got it right. sold. It's hard to sell a special, man. No one wants to buy specials anymore. Unless well, because got everybody's weird... got them now. Yeah, everyone's got a weird story. They're like, well, this guy was molested and he's Arab. And I'm like, well, I can't uh, compete with that. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, she made sure that I sold it. She, we were on the road, and uh, this is a very relatable story. We were in her helicopter smoking <laughs> weed. And, uh, you know, and, how you do. Awesome. And her mom's in the... Her mom's in the uh, in the helicopter with us, her mom keeps quoting this bit of mine where she goes, you women are amazing because you can fake an orgasm, but you can't fake a good mood. She kept quoting that bit. Because right. I did it. We were in Philly doing the show. And, and Amy's like, yeah, I really like all your jokes. And I was like, oh, cool. And uh, she's like, well, if you ever want to make a special, I'd love to produce it. And uh, she's like, you know, but don't answer. We're like, can you put this in right <laughs> I'm right. all excited. That's right. I Sorry about that. Uh, no, so Amy was awesome, man. She's so so supportive and uh, always so so cool. Yeah. So, so how now is this a newer friend? Did you get to go to the wedding? I was invited, but I had a sports show at the time. She, I feel like she was. She gives me crap about it every time she sees me. Uh, I got the invite and I couldn't go, and I was bummed because my friend Mark Norman and I would have been yeah. on a private jet together. Would have been fun, right? But uh, so, why did she send a jet for you to go to the wedding? She's that cool, man. Jesus I mean, Christ, she's. Awesome. Uh, this is why I should win the Mega Millions thing because I just <laughs> yeah. do that for everybody, right? Dude, yeah. she's she's as cool as it gets. Like that, like we were in a cluster fest. She just rents out this amazing restaurant, big party, Sotomori, the best. Food, yeah. so she that's how she rolls. She just she's generous as hell. Uh, I text her, I was drunk the other night, and I just text her, I was pissed about something, and she just wrote, Come over, and she just has like a bottle of 25 year old scotch waiting. I'm oh, like, really? This is a cool, she drinks Lagavulin, she drinks like good peaty scotch. Yeah, you know? well, she knows now, she knows, she knows the good she, stuff, is. she knows the good stuff. So, uh, yeah, dude, Amy, Amy rocks. She uh, she came in here. The last time she came in was when she played side split. I should show you how long ago that was. Yeah. Wow. And we hit it off really well. Like, she came in here, I think, thinking she was going to hate us. And we were we ended up going out that night and hanging out. She wow. was super cool. And then she she li- she listed, like, as one of the most successful celebrities that year in Forbes or whatever. And wow. I tweeted, remember the day when Amy Schumer used to remember us? And she d- immediately direct messaged me. She's like, hey, idiot. Of course I remember you. I would never forget you. You're my 9-11. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, she's. She's pretty cool. She's uh, she's awesome, man. And she really... I lived in her apartment on the Upper West Side for like uh, four months one summer. Right. Because I was moving and she was like, well, I'm shooting this movie with Goldie Hawn for four months. Why don't you just live in my place? And oh. I was like, I could do that. Did you go through her stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> Seriously, you got to. No, I, Rachel Feinstein, to. the comedian, also lived there. Okay. And, we, and I'm already like best friends with Rachel. So yeah. it's... We, she's like my sister. She's like she's like my older sister. So, I love I, that you slipped older, and that must feel yeah. yeah. terrible. <laughs> Much older, and yeah. like almost like a mom. <laughs> and uh, no, Rachel is the best. And uh, so, I, Rachel would just be in the room, and I'd be like, Rachel, we need to have a serious conversation. And she'd be like, I know it's not serious. I'm like, please, can we have a serious conversation? She'd come in. I just have like a new bottle popped. <laughs> I'd be like, We're getting day drunk. We just get hammered during the day. That all the must time. be a great. The great thing about being. A comedian, your job is like I can be day drunk. You Carmen, can, you and can't, you can't, by the I've way. gotten, I've gotten. Cra- I mean, the problem is I flew in last night, and I was like, "There's no way I'm not going to drink on a night flight. It's impossible." Yeah. So I did, but of course, but then like I've seen, you seen like I remember I've had conversations with people like Louis, where he's like, "Comedians can drink two days of the year." Like he's so oh, <laughs> scientific, no. yeah. and he's like, "We're not landscapers. We're not, you know, we don't, we're not longshoremen. You need your brain." And you're like, "Damn it, he makes a good point." <laughs> and, then, and then six o'clock comes around, and you're like, "Eh." 
Who cares? Louis Schmooey. Who do you? Uh, who else do you hang out with besides well, your bevy of? Lady comedians. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I love him. Uh, Mark Norman's my dude. I, Joe I love Mark, Mark Norman. Yeah. To me, in my head, Mark Norman and Joe List would be the best gay couple ever. Oh, my God. They would. <laughs> I mean, like they belong together. Mark would hurt him, though, because Joe's so sensitive. Yeah. And Mark is just cold-blooded. <laughs> so so Bobby Kelly called me the other day unannounced. on, dude. on po- Yeah. I'm in the car. And I see it's him. And if I don't answer, he's, like, real bitchy. He came, I know you kicked me the voice, man. I'm like, hello. And I'm on the podcast. <laughs> And Joe List is, and some other guy who they kept calling Mushy Mouth Mike. I don't know who he was. <laughs> and they and they were giving me a hard time because I drive a Hummer. And they and Joe was like, "I'm not angry about it. I'm just saying it's it's too much. You don't for the environment. You don't need it." And blah blah blah. And I was like, first of all, what kind of cars do you fairies have?" And they're like, "We don't have a car." I go, "Well, then get a car before you can tell me what car I can drive." And then Joe Listo was so sensitive and so worried that I wouldn't like him and put him on the show anymore that he kept going, that's how I feel, but I love you, and I don't care. <laughs> I was like, oh, he does, I mean, that's his album. It's called Are You Mad at Me? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's Joe. He always, he'll do stuff where he thinks I'm always mad. I'm like, dude. I don't. I mean, yeah. Mark, Joe Mackey, List. We convinced uh, Joe List that he had a disease one time when he was here. What was the problem? He ate ro- he ate pizza, but like the dough was raw oh or something God. like that. Yeah. So he came in here and he was like, "I'm pretty sure I have like salmonella or whatever you get from like raw dough." <laughs> he, I mean, we had him at the end. He's like, you get salmonella from raw dough? No, he's like, should I go to a clinic? Yeah, yeah. like he was dead serious. I've had salmonella. It stinks. Oh, really? It's the worst. But Joe is uh, yeah, Joe. He also has the greatest herpes story ever, where, he, where he's like... Uh, the words ever go together? Uh, yeah. Great herpes story? Well, well, I think the girl, he was so depressed and drunk at the time that the girl's like, I have herpes. He was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't care. Uh, what's the but, problem with his sack? Oh, like, yeah, he he's got worms. There. Yeah. Worms? Like, oh, my God. Well, no, he's got, like, veins. It's some sort of disease where wow. it's, like, veiny, and it looks like a, a bag full of worms. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That's attractive. Yeah. I wonder why Norman won't bang. Remember he was talking about it in here. Yeah, no, I yeah. totally remember. I, I have a heart. It's a bad memory. I do remember. Once you said sack full of worms. Right. Worms. Yeah. We looked up the disease and like we looked at all these different like scrotums and they were yeah. not wow. attractive. Oh, that's a fun day. <laughs> <laughs> what a great name for Van Jola scrotum. <laughs> oh, bag full of worms. I kind of like Joe Mackey is is my I do I, a po- I do a podcast with Joe Mackey and, and Phil Hanley who are both hilarious dudes and uh, Mackey is like he can't I'm like the only guy he goes at but right. he can't stop like he walks in the cellar just give me the finger that's how he walks in and he walked in yesterday he goes uh, hello William Morris Sam Morell's a hack and he's like it's just in his voice it always gets yeah. a laugh yeah. what, is his girlfriend hot she is dude right. he won't show me a picture of her uh, he's so weird about that why stuff. He's what do you just think se- goes on? He, he's he's secretive. He's a secretive Some guy. Some people are secret. Like, I thought Bobby's wife was going to be ugly as hell because he was real secretive about it. And he goes, bro, she's not on the internet. And we'd search, and there's a couple of pictures of Bobby with girls, and it says Bobby Kelly's wife. It's not. It's just a fan. And uh, I was like, now I'm worried as a friend that I have to pretend that she's good looking <laughs> when I see her. And then, thank God, when I finally met her, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> well, I mean, God. Bobby hasn't always been a balloon, you know? He used to be. <laughs> he used to be like... He used to look like a hot Latino guy. He'll, t- he'll, t- he'll tell you. Oh, yeah, he'll tell you. He used to be gorgeous. Oh man, I remember he was showing he was showing pictures of us one night at the comedy seller table, like when he was young, like flexing. We're, yeah. like, we're all like, "Wow, Bobby!" You're like, you know, you look great. And then Andrew Schultz is comics at the table, uh-huh. and Andrew's like, 
that's not a big muscle. And we're like, Andrew, you play along when the guy's reminiscing about the good old days. But Andrew's like, no, that's not a muscle. We're like, dude, just give it to him. He's got a, he's got a handful of Doritos as he's showing this. Just give him the moment. Jesus. He is definitely, he holds on to those those eight pictures he has from the 80s. When he had, like, this is when well, he was the in movie, his, yeah. his first movie. You ever see this? Oh, my God. Joe's yeah. Pizza Place or whatever it's called. Last What's it called, Eddie's. Joe? Last, Last Night Eddie's. Eddie's. Yeah. I don't know why. I'd, oh, there uh, Look is. at that kid. Oh, my God. Right? Yeah. He's a hot dude. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Mickey Rourke. He kind of looks like he's transitioning a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's telling he's so, this girl, so I, my name's going to be Betty, <laughs> and I'm going to be ugly, but you'll get used to it. Or he's going to be the next Joker. Oh, wow. He looks good, man. He looks... Yeah, he could pull it off. Oh, Damn, man. We're watching uh, on Bone TV, Bobby Kelly's first movie he did. <laughs> uh, he he got an award last night. For what? He went back to his uh, juvie, juvie prison, his kid prison, and where he, he graduated from and then ended up working there, and they honored him last night. They That's amazing. Yeah, good, good for, for him. him. I love Bobby. He's a good guy. He's, I don't know... He, there's times in my life where I wish that he would still drink, though. Like, of the, course, never... all my friends, Norman and Mackie, are all I got left. Oh, and really? Mackie will go, dude. We did an episode of our podcast where Michael Che comes on, and Mackie just kills a bottle of scotch. Wow, on the, he just pounds scotch. Really, and it's to the point where Che, every time he takes one, he's like, "No," because mm. Mackie's so innocent. The, the episode ends and Mackie just face plants. <laughs> and thank God. So then I'm like, God damn it, I got to get Mackie home. But Mackie lives in Weehawk in New Jersey. So I'm like, I'm not going to get him home. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So his girlfriend lives in the West Village. So I'm like, I'm going to get you to your girlfriend's. And he won't stop fighting me. He's just <laughs> he's just pushing me away. And I'm like, everyone at the cellar's losing it laughing. Yeah. He's going to hate that I'm telling this story. No, but, I, mean, like, I would watch this podcast. Yeah. Dude, it's it's incredible. Yeah. We get into a cab and Mackie goes, I might puke. And I go, all right, well, let's pull over. The car doesn't stop. Mackie just opens the cab door and jumps and rolls. Oh. And I'm like, what are you doing? And, and the driver's like, no. The driver screamed. And Mackie's just laying there, laid out. And I'm just like, what the hell? So, so I do what any good friend would do. I take my camera phone ready. And, yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. and he made me delete it all the next day. But, oh, but I already sent it to like 20 people. Yeah. I say you got it off your deletes, right? Oh, my God. It's good. It's now, good. But poor Joe. Yeah. This is now. Joe comes in three months from now, and I go, I gotta ask you a question, Joe. Yeah. My buddy Hassan is a cab driver in New York and swears that a last comic signing comedian jumped out of his car and thinks it was you. And it's gonna like, take him a second. He'll oh, be like, oh, yeah. Sam told you. He's gonna be pissed. Sometimes, like, we had, uh, we had Billy West. You know, Billy West is, he's been on the Howard Stern show. He does all, he does Ren and Stimpy's voice and all oh, that wow. stuff. Yeah, he's, he's like a big voice guy. He was on Howard's show for a little while. And when it was in the heyday, and he was a big cokehead, and he went to like Columbia and uh, got really high, and then was in a dumpster doing something, and he found a bunch of orange paint that they were painting like street curbs with, and they found him covered in orange paint. Oh my! He tells a story, and then like two years later, we have him back on, and I'm like, I gotta tell you, my buddy works at a hotel in Columbia. And he swears to God that you were covered in orange paint one time. Oh He's my like, God. I didn't know anybody knew about that. That's how you know that's a dirt bag when he, that's like not his only story. <laughs> right, yeah. When they're like, oh, you knew? About that's hilarious. Uh, Sam Morell is here. Sam has a, uh, where, I, I got to apologize. Is, where is your special available? Uh, it, it's on demand on Comedy Central. It's also free with, the ads are broken, so get on it now. Free. <laughs> CC.com slash Sam Morell. It's S A M M O. O-R-R-I-L, cc.com slash Sam Morell, free. Yeah. No cable login necessary through November 30th, and it's uh, 
it's it's the extended version, which is pretty cool. Okay, positive good. influence, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam is also going to be at Side Splitters tonight, uh, eight thirty. Friday eight and ten fifteen, then Saturday six eight and ten thirty. Yeah, doing three, the shows. Oh, very funny comedian. Thank know. you, dude. Thanks for having but me. You know what? Uh, we, so we do a cruise every year, and we take comedian Bobby and Bert Kreischer came with us this time. Bert is so fun, man. Not when he's sober. <laughs> not when he's sober October. He's oh, not very was, fun. For, I opened for Bert years ago, and I had a bag full of T-shirts I sold when I was middling. You know, they pay you nothing. You have to sell something, and uh, I open my bag, and it's just full of gay porn. And Bert goes, ah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I love this guy. Do you know? I think that's the first time we had you on the show was because Bert called and said, "Are you serious?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, uh, "Sam Rails coming." He's steered us in the cu- in the wrong direction a couple of times. <laughs> uh, not you. No, 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 not you. Uh, who was the first one? Bob Biggerstaff. Yeah. Uh, and there was, and he keeps trying to push Brett Ernst on me. Brett Ernst is blowing up. He's like, funny. Brett's not, funny. Not very good radio. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's a very funny comedian. Brett Ernst is like a conspiracy theorist. I hung out with him one night. Oh, so and now I have something to talk to him well, about. So, yeah. so he comes in and immediately it's like, this guy knows everything about every weird mafia thing. He's like, a, he's an odd dude, but we, we ended up hanging out till like 6 a.m. just shooting the breeze. He was a funny dude. I My problem is, is that I don't want to take a guy like Brett Ernst, put him on the air three or four times, and then he'll get one YouTube joke that blows up. And next thing you know, he's like Sebastian Maniscalco, and we can never get him in the studio again. And oh, wow. Like, I didn't even want him the first time. <laughs> I wanted to just talk mafia conspiracy uh, with him, and now I can't get him on the show. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it was Bert that, I mean, I know it was. It was Bert that called and said, you got to put Sam That's on. That's awesome, man. I love Bert. He was great on the cruise, even though it's over October. He was all right. But between him and Bobby, I got, and then my buddy Ben came. He's been sober for like thirty years. And oh man! I'm like everybody's all oh, yeah, sober. Cruise, sober cruise. I did the I did the Joker's cruise, the impactful Joker's cruise with Bert. I heard that he great. was not sober. No. <laughs> I think that was November, so he was especially not sober. Yeah, it was right after they finished the first uh, sober October. Oof. So yeah, he said he was gonna get crazy on we, that. We uh, Bert, it was uh, yeah. We he was going super hard. He did a show here. Uh, call and sick to work show came on our show drank during the show oh then we God. went over to the this? improv I, I don't know I drink but I don't do like during, I don't want to get drunk at 6am when you gotta work that night but he did the whole show around it so he leaves morning radio drinking on morning radio and goes over and does a show at the improv at like noon now, and so it's call and sick to work so everybody leaves you know interesting yeah and they then, ran out of beer at the uh, at the comedy club they, <laughs> a guy almost died and then did die a couple of days later he was so drunk, he was sitting on a stool, and he just went like this and fell face first, let his face hit him. Ambulance has to take him away. He's dead a couple of days later. From stage five cancer. I, I <laughs> accelerated by the face. <laughs> okay, yeah. He was doing fine that day until he fell. Uh, somebody bought Bert a full front grill from a Chrysler because of the whole Bert Chrysler thing. It was the weirdest thing. And then while Bert's on stage, he calls Tom Segura, and it gets the voicemail. He calls on speaker, and he puts it on the phone. And uh, gives out Segura's full phone number. Oh, my God. And I, and I go after the show, I go, well, that wasn't smart, giving out Segura's phone number. And he goes, I called Segura. Oh, no. <laughs> I he was. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, that is, that's terrifying when someone in the audience, like I've been, that's happened a few times to me where someone in the audience like collapses somehow. And yeah. you're like, how do I play this? You right. Know? I have to. Make fun of it, though. Well, you? dude, I was in it's Scottsdale. This guy Howard Hughes ran this club. That's his real name. He was a Marine. He's an odd dude. He he's really nice. 
but he's goes on stage and does like forty minutes, and it ain't pretty. Oh, and no. and he's like he's ha- he's like in his forties in good shape, but he's had a stroke because he just had fifteen Red Bulls in one night <laughs> and did a bunch of coke. It's like the worst stroke. Stro- you don't even feel for the guy. Right. So anyway, I'm on stage. So I go there. The show's been on Bar Rescue. It's the best Bar Rescue episode. He he went on twice because he went on the Redemption show, uh-huh. and the Redemption show is like you're cringing because. Live I know audience. exactly who you know you're talking, talking about, about right? now, yeah. John Taffer, like, there's a whole thing, like, I don't make excuses. I make, and the whole crowd yells out, solutions. <laughs> and this guy's just cringing, like, <laughs> getting destroyed. Anyway, I go back to, I'm like, it's one of those clubs where the club is beautiful. He rebooks me. I, I'm, I'm in a car. I'm like, this isn't the club. He's like, oh, we're in the back of a Mexican restaurant now. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> this career stinks. Uh, anyway, I go on stage at night, and I'm doing pretty well. A guy in the front row is like, knock something over. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm killing. And she goes, no, he's having a stroke. And I'm like, oh, oh boy. Oh. So I, I was like, uh, oh, someone call an ambulance. So I, I had to stop the show. I was like, someone call an ambulance. And Howard comes in. And as he calls, after he calls an ambulance, he's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, let's like let it die. Oh, I'll go back on stage. But like, let's get, let's get him out of here. <laughs> Howard goes up and starts doing shtick with the guy. Wow. He's like, so oh, what he's having, you, a stroke? having a stroke. And I'm like, dude, shut up. Uh, let him have a stroke. Uh, uh, and the poor guy was so nice. He like gives us a thumbs out as he's getting, uh, thumbs up as he's getting taken out. Uh, and Howard just keeps doing material. And I was like, Howard. So I had to like go up and just destroy Howard for the rest of the yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, I could only imagine oh. if I'm incapacitated. And I'm having that now. Instead of, I'm always, right away. I'm worried everybody's looking at me, and now this guy's making hacking jokes. Where are you from? Oh, I'm dying. Yeah. Oh, I would have to go back and kill him after that. Oh. Is that him right there? Behind you. Yeah, that's how. Oh. He really is a sweet guy, but he, something is off. You know yeah. I mean? He loves comedy, and he really was always really nice to it. Mackie would always Mackie would text me when he was playing this club, and he'd be like, "Another guest spot." Oh. <laughs> People would get pissed off about this guy, but he. You know who is he? Uh, what are some of the radio shows you do? Radio shows? You do a lot of radio on the road. It depends. Other. I mean, in New York, I do all of them. I, but on the road, no, not. I mean, I don't know. In New York, New York why? you do satellite radio, right? Yeah, yeah, because New York's got nothing left, nothing. terrestrial wise. No, nah, I don't have. No, I don't know what I do. A couple of here and there, not not a ton. Yeah, I was always curious to see what. With the good comedians, what shows are out there that they like? I always want to know what the other good shows are. So I don't know. I was like to do this one. This is this is one of the few. Well, that I was like, oh, good. Did you did you listen on the way in? Carmen's drunk. <laughs> oh are my you drunk? God. No, I went out last night and I was in a really good mood and I was just feeling a little frisky this morning. And then someone had to ruin my mood. This is the it? best hungover energy I've ever seen in my Thank life. You. Now, now, Not this morning, still drunk. Yeah. She'll be hung over around noon. Right now, she's still a little bit Bitch, buzzed. No, I will not. Oh, did you, did you or did you not fail a breathalyzer test today? I did the, a faulty breathalyzer, yes. There's another one. You want to take the other one? It's faulty. Tell it we, to the judge. We already brewed. They don't work. Did you ever do the field sobriety test? No. Where you put your arm down and you have to touch the tip of your nose? She messed it up four times in a row. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, only because they didn't explain it right. He explained it perfectly. Like, can you do it right now? No, 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 no. You got to stand up. You got to stand up. Go over there so Joey doesn't have a heart attack that you're not on camera. By the way, part of the test is understanding the instructions. Yeah. And he we already know you're drunk. We're just proving it oh right now. Oh, my God. I... All right. Clo- uh... put, put your arms at your side. Clo- don't be. No, no, no. You're, so you're being way too aggressive. Put your head back. Arms at your side. Now, uh, with your. No, put your arms out. Now, put your arms out. Extend them. Extend them like you're flying. Put your head back and your arms out. Now, with your right hand and your index finger. Reach out and touch the tip of your nose. Oh, now you got to sober up. Somebody sober yeah, up. Before a bit. she was doing mustache. I was doing this, but you didn't say tip to tip. You just said yes. touch, so I touched. I, no. You know 
Well, you all right, do, do it. Hold job. on, hold on. Go over there. <laughs> do me a favor without singing it. Go grab the mic. You grab the mic without singing it. Without say the alphabet <laughs> slow. A, B. Not that slow. Well, okay. Okay, go ahead. A, B, C, D, E, F, She's getting G, H, I, J, K. Don't you sing it? You sang it. You sang it. Sang it. Now you, 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 that's two well, tests you failed. Well, first off, I would never be doing these tests because Dom has taught me if you get pulled over, all they're trying to do is trick you and make a stronger case against you. Right, which is working right now for us. Right. We're making a stronger case. You're not a police officer. You're my In a boss. way, I am. In a way, I am. I'm your life police officer. <laughs> that's what I am. What, you want to do some simple math? No, Why? I don't want to do any of this. I already told you What's I it? did go Quick, out last night. Five. and I Eight what? times five. Oh, 40. Oh, oh that's, that, hey, was that was pretty good. That was good. I'm good at okay. math. Oh, yeah, you think that's good? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Spell, no, I'm not. spell contagious. Can I write it first? No. Oh, contagious. C-O-N. G-I-O-U-S. I, we used to see the therapist, and um, <laughs> we, uh, like every comic would go to the same therapist, and there was, there was a comic, I guess she just advertised her one-woman show, which is so tacky to me, in the therapist's office. Uh. So these have little postcards, <laughs> and it was spelled contagious, but opening it with the C word. Oh, and I'd just be like, this is insane. Yeah. Every comic, <laughs> I'd like run in and like hold it up to other comics. They walk out, they'd be like, this is so tacky. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane that we're like trashing you at the therapist. Like I'd walk into my therapist in a bad mood because right. of self-promotion. Can I ask you, what, what made you... You can sit down. Okay, I don't want you to stand. I'm sorry. What makes you uh, go to the therapist? I'm starting to think maybe I need to go to. A therapist. I haven't gone in a while. I'd need it again. I really need it again. Why? Uh, what do you f- see? This is what I want to know because I'm starting to feel like I should go. Because I'm I'm bottling stuff up again. I you know with with booze or with uh, yeah. or just like I'll just get angry at times and I'm like and I'm not like ever like out of control but it's like i i feel it and i'm like oh i i dealt with stuff for years and i just stopped you got to deal with stuff you got to it's like the gym for your emotions you know i think that i deal with stuff on an adequate level maybe where, not everyone needs it yeah i'm not one of those guys like everyone but it, yeah if you if you feel that you need it you should go i don't i i feel like now my only need to go is narcissistic like i feel like i just want to hear myself talk well more. you talk so much you know what i mean for your living that's and how i, I will feel say almost anything on the air like i've taught there's not a secret that i have there's nothing about me that i haven't talked about nobody's ever gonna call up and go and i go oh don't say that (laughs) my therapist texted me the other day because i haven't been there in a while and he said he the actual text he wrote me was i miss your grumpy frown (laughs) 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 Uh, i I, I just wrote back haha and he he, he was like seriously when are you gonna come back i was like i don't know i'll come i'll go back at some point who are you mad at uh, just, parents? No, Where no I'm, I'm good. I'm good with my parents. That's me too. My parents I'm, are divorced. I'm good with them. I, I'm fine with them. I don't I, really like either one of them. I I have like a just weird thing where like I have, you know I have my mom and then I have like a stepdad, but he was there since I was really young. I'm really close with him. He's a really great guy. But then I have, I have a biological dad who just lives in the city, so I just run into him sometimes. I ran into him like. A month ago at the rec, I go to the rec center to yeah. work out to the swim to swim, and I just see him like come out with a cane, and I'm like, God damn! How it. old is he? <laughs> he's like 83. Oh, he's really? old. Yeah, he's really old, and he was there with his wife, and she's like a very emotional. Uh, how and how is it to just run into your dad? It's so it's like a. Ba- I feel like I'm on a bad sitcom. That now, when I was a kid, that kind of happened to me a couple times. My parents divorced when I was very young, and I had on off relationships, and I would run into my dad every once in a while. <laughs> 
And you're like, I don't know if I should be happy to see you or angry I know. to see you. But I'm is like, this a yeah. gift or Good is this? Yeah. yeah. But like you didn't have like a relationship with your dad and your mom because both my my parents are divorced, but they shared custody. No, no, no. So no. like I have. So you like, never saw your dad? Not never, but it was it was sometimes it was rare and sometimes it was more than, uh, you know, but my dad had a lot of things going on too. And my dad, I always say, is half law enforcement, half criminal. So there were like times where. He was gone for a little while, you know what I mean? And then there were times where he was there for a lot. But yeah. I don't, but I, I remember there was one time I was driving home from work and we ran, he almost ran me off the road on purpose. He saw me and he came out. I was like, oh, and we pulled what? over. I was like, hey, wow. Hey. Well, he was joking. Like he pulled me over oh. and was like, hey, I like, ran into each other in traffic and we talked for a little while. And I was like, see ya. You know I'm, not, I mean? I'm not a therapist, but this is why you do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's, did you just hear that? He tried to run me over, but he was kidding. No, no, no. That's was, so telling to me. That's I amazing. Get my attention, like as a joke on the highway. He was like, hey, I looked up and I was like, oh, yeah. Was my dad was a real comedian, vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> you know, he liked to joke around. But now, but I not, and then I remember one day I was like, oh yeah, we're cool. You know <laughs> no, I, mean? I like, know you. Now, mean. like, I'm not angry about anybody. But there is stuff under the surface that you don't even realize. Like, I, I, I remember. I, I, funny, Mark Norman. You know, I got him to see this therapist once, and it was like Mark is so, you know, he's so closed up, and I got Mark. After right after the first session, he called me, and he never. Mark's not a phone guy; he's like a texter. Right, right. He doesn't want any connection, so he calls me. He sh- he's like, "I'm shaking. I can't believe how much I had bottled up." Really? And and I said, I was like about to go on. I think I was going on something like on stage or something. I was like, "I got to go, dude. I'll call call you right back after." And he never. That was the one moment I missed. My you one missed moment it. to see the yeah. open Norman. I was like, ah. All right, right just way, text me now. But I, he's become a better he's become a better person through therapy, I think. Mm. I hate that I know this. Is your therapist named Alan? Of course. Yeah. From Tuesdays with Stories. They talk because oh. Joe and Mark both yeah. go. Yeah, and they talk about him sometimes. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I, maybe next time I go to New York, I'm going to go see Alan. <laughs> go see Alan. He's good. He's he's got me to confront people. and such, I brought my ex-girlfriend there. I brought my mom there. You I did? I, oh. I, I, I've done stuff where I'm like, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> what do you bring the ex-girlfriend there for? Well, I mean, we were dating at the time. I was trying to repair the relationship. Okay. And, uh, and, well, that's and, different. And she left. She was like, I hate him. I was like, well, this didn't work. You know <laughs> I mean? I went tough. to therapy with a girlfriend one time. She was nutso. And she was going to therapy. And she's like, will you come with me? And I was like, sure. And I went there. And the, and the doctor was like, I, he should come back more often. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm trying to get your grumpy mitts into my brain. I went, I went to my ex's therapist. And... I was expecting to be destroyed, and, I, and she, like, loved me. I, I, I was making, I made, like, a jack-off joke. She laughed at it. I was like, I feel like I'm killing in here. And then, <laughs> and then, and then I left, and she was like, you shouldn't be so hard on him. And I was like, this is crazy. Oh, wow. So that was, I couldn't believe that. But then I feel like once I left, she was like, get rid of him. You know? <laughs> we didn't last long after. I feel like she just wanted to make I me didn't, feel good. I didn't want to freak him out. <laughs> yeah. I'd go nuts I, over I had to tell you, the last thing I ever want to do is bring my mom in. It was rough. Oh no! It was rough because she was like, she was like, she doesn't listen, and my mom was like, I do. And then like he said something, and she said a complete opposite thing. I was like, God damn it! I think he's right. Oh, <laughs> oh I wouldn't even. I'd rather just. I'm good having that weird relationship with my mom forever. <laughs> I don't ever want to fix it. Like, keep the keep that That's wall hilarious. up. I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I hang up my phone, my mother and she goes, "All right, I love you," and I go, "See you later." <laughs> wow. I don't. I love my mother. I just don't uh, want to talk about it. I don't. Wow. Yeah. So weird. I'm tight with my mom. My mom's pretty cool. Like I, I, I ran a, a ball joke behind her the other day, and she laughed. I was like, "Ah, she's got it." She's. Oh, cool. my mother's fun and yeah. like she's cool, and I have no problems with her. But I don't want to be. I don't want to have emotional connections with any I, of it's them. Tough, yeah, emotional connection with your mother that's I don't. weird yeah. I, I like it maybe weird but it's definitely the comfort zone that's where i want it I it's really it. uh yeah there's a lot of like weirdness in my family too like stuff like we never talked about but then also it's like 
there's some relationships that are just good. Like not every relationship needs to have that right. awkward confrontation. Not everyone's built for that. It Especially now, I think I'm at a point where I'm so comfortable. If I got a problem with you, I'll tell you. Yeah. And if I hate you, I'll tell you I hate you. And I, even if I have to live with you, like if you're in my family, I'll go, like, I hate you, but you're in my family. So I got to do this. I got to take yeah. care of you. Like I have no problem. So no, I'll never have to go, well, I'm not really sure I feel about Bill. I hate Bill. And Bill knows I hate him. <laughs> but Bill's a cousin, so we got to help him. I don't know. Just I've, I feel like I've uh, helped myself. Maybe I, maybe Alan and I should open a practice. Alan, <laughs> <laughs> Alan's, he's good, but he's also... Very con- like he's not. He doesn't go easy on you. He'll, he'll say stuff where I'm like, Jesus, dude. Like he, he definitely. You feel like you just got beaten up sometimes. Really? When you're up there. Yeah. I'm he- going. To, I'm going to New York for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm going to go see Alan. He's great at what he does. I wonder if he'd let me uh, tape it so we could play it on the show. <laughs> I don't think so. Were you, oh, why? You I mean, consent, my- if he gives consent, I think that would be possible. But he, uh, but Alan might because he might not want to give away like his practice. You know what I mean? Because he's every, not a hypnotist. No, I know. But everything <laughs> secrets. Everything. He, he is actually playing side splitters. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> him and Howard Hughes. <laughs> Dude, he. Uh, no, he is. He is definitely. He's good at what he does. It's it's a tough gig to see. He used to see Richard Lewis. Oh no! Which that's like the Tonight oh, Show yeah, of, yeah. of clients. If you're sure. comedians, yeah, paranoid, depressed. He's got it all. He's got everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Addiction. He's and then also that uh, I should be more famous thing. Yeah, that's got which dad. he is pretty famous. I know, but he'll never be happy with his level of fame. That's so sad. Yeah. Because he's done so well. I remember him in Robin Hood Men in Tights. I was like, this guy's in movies. Oh, when he, dude, I loved Richard Rich Lewis. When I moved to Florida, he was the first comedian I ever saw in a theater. I pay, I bought tickets to go see Ruth, Richard Lewis at Ruth Eckert Hall. And uh, it was god awful. It, it I really heard was, he eats it all the time. It's it, so weird. it was awful. The first joke he made out, he was like, Welcome to uh, Ruth's place. I don't know what this is. Is Ruth play uh, cards with her friends here on Tuesdays? And you were like, ha ha. And then I didn't <laughs> chuckle for the rest of the night. Mackie is not a Richard Lewis fan. No, Mackie is very opinionated, and he'll say, uh, he'll say, you know, he got lucky. He came up in the boom. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> What he had he, that uh, he had that sitcom with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. It was yeah, on for and it was while. good for yeah. a little while. Uh, what what do you do sports wise? Did you have a sports show? I had a sports show for a couple seasons of the Knicks, and I'll tell you some crazy stuff, man. I shot uh, a thing yesterday for Bleacher with Report Oakley? with Charles Oakley. I saw the I saw it on Instagram, <sighs> dude. I mean, we had a I met him once before, and it was right after I was at the I was at the game when he got thrown out with Michelle Wolf, and uh, Michelle Wolf is a huge Oakley fan. Yeah. It just happens that like she's like loves those nights. She's a like Joe Mackey has no. They're both like Pennsylvania people, but they hate the Sixers because right. they're not the Steelers fans. So they kind of adopted the Knicks. They both love Oakley. Uh-huh. So anyway, we seem thrown out. It's like all we can talk about. Well, that game was traumatizing for us. And uh, I see him at the Big Three tournament. I'm just doing interviews with all the players. It was a great like I got to interview Ice Cube. I got to interview you know Kenyon Martin, uh-huh. uh, Stephen Jackson, all these fun players. And we see Oakley, and I'm like, Oak, and he sees the MSG mic, and he smacks it out of my <laughs> hand. And, I, and it was like the child of me was like dead. It, it uh-huh. hurt so badly. Uh-huh. And I was he's just a like, scary dude, too. And I was like, he's got huge hands, and he's tough, obviously. He, Although he, he kind of looks in that picture like that new movie that they have out. Which the, Uncle Drew? Drew? No, dude, if you see, he looks good, actually. Yeah. Like, he, Uncle Drew, they, like, look terrible. But, no, he, I think he looks, like, he looks, I think he's kind of a handsome guy. Actually. Yeah, like, he looks like he could be the first, uh, like, a black president in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. you're right. Was he cooking or doing that? I see he's wearing no, an apron so the because. Sketch, the sketch we did was called uh, Oakley's Beef Deli. So it's like he's got beef with New York now. Uh-huh. Because I saw him on a cooking show. Like, he's uh, on shop, dude. He's a chef. Yeah, I, So okay. when, when, after he smacked the mic out of my hand that time, I was like, 
I saw you in shop. I know you're cooking. And he kind of like smiled and warmed up a little bit. Oh. And then I, I did tell him, like, dude, I'm, an, I'm a native New Yorker. Like, I'm obsessed with the 90s Knicks. And he, and he was, and then yesterday we talked, we spent the whole day together. So I actually got to talk to him. Oh, and, that's cool. And I told him, I was like, I love basketball. Like you, Ewing, Starks, Mason. Like, you're the reason I'm obsessed with basketball. And he, and he kind of like, like smiled. And I said, like you played like you cared about the city, and and he and he, and he looked touched, and he said we really did. So yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. I love that. I love that you name all the guys that I hate because I grew up at that time. And I was a Bulls fan. I oh. lived in Chicago, so yeah, I was like all those Starks. What a crybaby he was. I love, <laughs> dude. I interviewed Starks on my show a couple times, and he's such a cool guy. Yeah. He's like the coolest man, and uh, he. He headbutt Reggie Miller. I mean, it doesn't get cooler than that. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, was the coolest moment for me. Playing it, against the Bulls, he was always such a crybaby. We like, oh, I remember. But he was, he was six three guarding Jordan. I mean, yeah. it was, yeah. he, the fact that he was even there was like. I remember how much I hated the Pistons, but I always thought if we could get Lambeer or Rodman, I was like, all right. I mean, if they come on our team, I'd like them. Hey, I love watching basketball fights. It looks like two aliens from Close Encounters. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Ray Mantises going at each other. So lame. They look amazing, and then they get close, and it turns into like Mr. Burns and Smithers. Yeah. Like just, it's incredible. Well, uh, Sam Morell, a couple of things to remind you of. His comedy special on Comedy Central is available. You can go watch it for free. You can go to ComedyCentral.com uh, and check it out. And uh, then Positive be, influence. Yeah, and uh, he'll be at Sidesplitters Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And you've got, uh, what, three, five, six shows to choose from. So make sure you go check it out. And then uh, what's the pod? You want to plug the podcast? Yeah, Keeping Joe. It's with me, Joe Mackey, and uh, Phil Hanley, and Liz, the comedy seller manager who's the best. And Dina Hashem, uh, Dina Hashem, rather, she's featuring all weekend for me. She's so funny. You're going to okay. love her. <laughs> and I think uh, J.J. Curry is opening. I hear he's yeah. good, too. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah he was just on a little cruise. bit of a mumble mouth, but he's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, he is. Uh, he won a contest to go on the cruise and open for. I heard uh, Bobby, and he was very funny. He was very. Uh, I heard he's got. I heard he's got a good attitude too. I love that. Yeah. Loves good. Yeah, good energy, man. You'll like him. He's He'll good. rub your belly too. So be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he rubbed my belly. It was weird. <laughs> Dina Hashem has maybe the best roast joke I've ever heard. She roast. She was roast battling this guy, Dave Kinney, who's a funny guy. His mom died in a motorcycle accident which is horrible and that's how you know the joke is great <laughs> she said uh she said dave's mom just died in a, in a motorcycle accident she died the way he lives an unrecognizable road feature oh <laughs> beautiful yeah. she's, she's, wow. she's a good writer wow yeah, that's, that's awesome brutal. vicious so uh, she'll be with me at size uh, nice. that is awesome yeah. all right well dude great to see you again you too man Thanks hope you have continued me. success and i will see you next time we go up to new york oh, oh yeah please yeah, yeah, take my number don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 